You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Shorthand intro, this is Ad Space. ADD Space! I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman. I'm the other host, Elise Bacon. Welcome to the show. Here we go. So what are we talking about today? Well, uh, actually, it's something that came up, came to mind when we were when we were talking about uh, Outriders and uh, why people like it, why people have this big buzz around it. And I actually would like to, if it's at all possible to do so. Um, to sort of hash out the million one different types of loot shooter MMO grindy games that exist that you can choose from. Because I find what happens is uh, folks are playing the wrong game for them. And then they get mad at the game for not being the right kind of looter shooter as they are all not created equal. They are all the most popular ones that I play. I'm relatively new compared to someone who's been playing MMOs their entire life like you. But the new brand of looter shooter, the new the new wave, they all offer different types of loot to get. And then you're thinking about wanting to buy one, you have to kind of think about what you want to like what you're looking for and being very honest about it. And it's not all the same. Which is the why- ironic the ironic part about this to me is that so there's a very there's a huge difference on this between console and like cell phone games of this nature right. is um console games like these companies are specifically pushing for the this is a live service not an MMO and I'm like that's literally what an MMO is right and then I'm just like you're trying to like disassociate with what you actually are right and but on mobile it's the opposite on mobile they put mmo on literally everything even if it's not the kind of mmo i'm looking for so like i actually like like i'm looking for a specific kind of mmo and there's just a deluge of these like arena and uh battle royale games and i'm just like this is literally the opposite of what i'm looking for <laughs> um there was <laughs> a game. if you want to get to console it's just like we like we we live service. We are not we're not one of those MMOs. <laughs> and it's and funny. I do have some questions about that. I want to know why. Well, it's it's we. I there has to be a legal reason. Because, I don't think so. There's no legal reason. Well, uh, because one of the chief reasons why the audience gets gets um turns on games is because the developer is making a game that they didn't say existed. So because Bungie, for example, had spent years saying Destiny is not an MMO, when they went to MMO um, uh, fundraising techniques in terms of microtransactions and stuff, everyone freaked out because Bungie had spent years saying that it wasn't an MMO. When it was, but if they were straight about it, we could have approached it differently. And now as, as, as time passes, they're using the terminology now. And as a result, how they're ch- what they're charging us for, and how they're using, and how they're generating funds, 
is just a little bit more widely accepted. Just just in literally the word you use to describe your product can go right. a long way. Well, and the only kind of game that I would differentiate as live service instead of MMO are single player live service games. Mm-hmm. But if you're a multiplayer live service game, I have news for you. I mean, I mean, if you got if you got recommendations for the audience, please. I I only play a no, no. I mean, it's literally like MMO literally just means massive uh, multiplayer online. Right. That is the abbreviation. So it literally is all just like massive amounts of online multiplayer games like that. That is what MMO stands for. That is what an MMO is. MMOs historically have been live service games, which because there's constantly because with a multiplayer game to keep people playing your multiplayer game, you want to continuously add new content because people want more content. So you're like you're if you're updating the game and continuously updating the game, then like. It's a live service model, but what I'm seeing is like these companies are specifically like we are not an MMO, we're live service. And I'm like, but you are an MMO that has live service like you are an MMO Hmm. so this shying away from the title of that doesn't make sense but you know there's like there's like um mostly single player like you see a lot with racing games like there's like a mostly single player or like it's multiplayer couch co-op or like not really the big online racing ones where like they'll constantly be updating cars and things like that and whatever. So like that's a live service. Like you're continuously going to get it. But like I said, like, like destiny and Bungie, they're like, we're not an MMO. We're not an MMORPG. We're a live service game. And I'm like, I have news for you. You are literally an MMORPG with guns. Right. And in in not acknowledging that, Fortnite is an MMO live service game, but it is an MMO. Huh. I never thought about Fortnite that way. I mean, you're not wrong. Multiplayer online game. That's all it stands for. The RPG part is just role playing game. That's different. Huh. Right. This is why I'm sitting here trying to figure out, like, why are you trying so hard to run away from this title? It seems as though um, they're worried about losing their audience before they show up. Because from what I've read is that folks assume when you say MMO that they're going to have to pay a monthly fee and they're going to be paying out of pocket for a lot of the game and having to pay out of pocket for a game now rubs the audience the wrong way now in 2021 from what i gather just from like reading comments and reading the rationale behind it that seems to be the goal they don't want to scare the audience so they say that this game will not charge you money per month but then charges you money at all and it just irritates everybody just the same they could just say it's an mmo for example um, you could probably have an argument over whether or not Minecraft is an MMO. Huh. Because it's a it's a giant sandbox game, but there are servers full of people, but you can also literally just play by yourself. 
Hmm. Like you don't the way that the way that Minecraft is set up, you can literally just be in a giant sandbox by yourself. Huh. huh. So there's argument to be made over whether Minecraft is an MMO or not, but it is a giant sandbox game. And there's like there's also MMO MMO RTSs. There's uh which are real RTS stands for real time strategy. Um there's uh MMO FPSs, which are first person shooters. Hmm. I know those. Just MMO literally just means massive multiplayer online. So a lot more of us play MMOs than we even understand. Yes. I would even probably say GTA is an MMORPG. Oh yeah, definitely now. Yeah. You know, and and and, and a shockingly long running one as that game has been around for I think six years or seven years or something. Red Dead Redemption Online is also an MMORPG. Hmm. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, where do we? Where if, we we're go? gonna, if we're gonna get like Destiny is an MMORPG FPS. Well, <laughs> then I'm wondering then is, um, because I'm wondering essentially how loot is then divided up among those things then like is the is 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 there hmm how do i ask this question how is loot then divided then is like is there because there are some games that are absolutely a standalone game and there are some games that are that try to market themselves like um remnant um from the ashes was a looter shooter but it was a, it was not a live service game at all. It was a game you could get to the end of it. They were not stapling things on. They had content drops, but it wasn't um, it wasn't a consistent flow of content, an evolving world or anything like that. And yeah, nobody understands why it's only online. Right. I just. I'm more so. I'm interested in just. I'm wondering if like is a single is like is there a single player campaign for it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a single player campaign for it. It's not good. But... Yeah, I was gonna say it. It, it might like because if honestly, if the sorry, if the single if the single player mode of a game is basically like here's some characters unlock <laughs> and here's some stuff to like run around in and then the but the game is meant to be played online i would i would still count that as an mmo huh what i mean and what and what i think i'm what i think i'm discovering is that i think because we're not using the language directly people are kind of um trapped by different games uh loot systems so a lot of folks will like be on the wrong game given what they're looking to do so some people will um, be on Destiny and essentially not enjoy the fact that Destiny makes you try to play a whole experience, for example. But then yeah. something like um, the division. just want the loot drop. Right. Which is fine. And honestly, like. Looter shooter is basically a genre. So if we think about it, so like, here's a game. Um, it's an online game with it for a lot of players so we have an online game with a lot of players so now first we have to be, look at is it like in kind of like 
a like a a super like make believe sort of setting. And when I and when I mean make believe setting, I mean like, are you in a barren wasteland? Are you in like a future post apocalyptic thing? Are you in space with aliens? So like, there's like you know the the theme genre. So Call of Duty is generally like a fictitious war zone, but you're not playing as like any one character or anything. It's really, and it's really centered around just shooting. So like Call of Duty, you can't even really call it RPG because it's really not, but it is a first person shooter. Um, but it is set in a, it does have a set environment, but even within that set environment, there's like no focus on anything other than shoot the thing when you're outside of story mode. Um, so you have your game, you have like your thematic around it, and then you have like the game focus. Um, like Apex Legends actually has like a whole narrative that actually surrounds um, all the stuff that you're doing and why you're there. It's also a battle arena game. <laughs> Think that's a battle arena. Um, and then you have like the type of combat. So, and then you also have like the different kind of loot. So you have like all these subgenres. So like you have battle royale, you have real-time strategy, you have um, role-playing games, you have turn-based, you have, although you won't really find turn-based in, um, like you kind of do like some of the some of the Japanese games, like you'll find a turn base. Like it's like you take your turn and the enemy takes their turn, even if it's not even if you don't see like the time bar, it's really clear that you're exchanging stuff just because of like ability cooldowns right? or not even just ability cooldowns. But like I want to say Black Desert feels that way in the beginning where it clearly feels like I go, then you go, I go, then you go. Where in like Final Fantasy fourteen, it feels like I'm hitting we're hitting each other simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know Black Desert Online. That's just the beginning. It gets a little more comp like it, it gets more complicated later on. But there are there were some MMOs back in the day that would do that where it really would be like I hit, then you hit, and you kind of have to like think like chess. Very weird. Um. So. And then there's, like I said, there's games where you're, like everybody hits kind of simultane simultaneously. So um, there's also uh, arena arena matches. So, so you have you have a collection of main genres and like a hundred thousand sub genres, and oh. people need to like. I think people because like you know games are everywhere. People are out of money but they also want to play stuff, but people are also in general kind of more expanding. You're finding like, I like this subgenre, but I don't like this subgenre, but I don't have the language for any of this. Right. Which is where we're at. And it's hard but to get the TV. people who make the games have the language for it. And, they don't and they're not utilizing the language. I assume. In some cases, they're running away from the language. It's weird because it's we've we've proven that we can follow nuance and complexity as a consumer base now. So you don't have to hide it. Like I understand back in the day that MMO you'd scare off a vast majority of your audience, but a lot of us 
are open yeah. to it now in a way we've never been open to it before. Right, but that's because there's been a generational shift. Right now, like you have the people buying the games are the same people who've been playing the game since children. So you have Gen X, uh, you have Gen Y, and you have Gen Z. Where are the ones buying and playing games? We're also Gen X and Gen Y are also the ones making the games. So these like weird feels like there's some people who like are just like you know who who've been in the industry for a long time. It just feels like there's a little bit that that's like dated, a little out of touch hmm. with the fact that we're all playing games. Everyone is playing games. Grandparents are playing games on their cell phone. Some of them are playing on the Switch or playing Call of Duty. Like everyone is playing games. It's not, it's not, if you say MMO, people aren't going to run from it. You're going to have a whole bunch of people who go, I only play MMOs. Right. And it's funny because we're, it's funny because I see more people who only play looter shooters. And it's very funny that there are people that essentially are saying, I only play MMOs now. I only play them. And you, and you know, they wouldn't even agree to it, but they're ready for it as long as you, as long as you don't tell them directly. And that's the thing. But it's like, as a result, developers are acting like those people, those people are no longer the majority. And you know what? Um, a Monster Hunter Online, I wouldn't even consider an MMORPG. I would consider it a multiplayer Oh yeah, it is multiplayer. You can only get you're only. It got, is multiplayer. You can only have four people. Right. That's not massively multiplayer, no. Right. It's not an MMO, but it is a multiplayer RPG. Also fixated on loot. Right. It's just loot. The game is literally built on loot. Very very creatively though. Oh yeah, Monster Hunter's loot game is a superb. And so it's so it's so well constructed to spend half an hour fighting a dragon for a fingernail and it being lit um, and you being excited, you carrying that with you. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. But then your outfits are on point because your gear looks dope because you got to like you with five nails. You finally got to put all the spikes on your new weapon and your weapon looks amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Monster Hunter has had a it's and that's I think what the point if this is is I think we're at the point where everyone is playing MMOs or multiplayer game to the point where you want to you need to figure out what is for you. And honestly, I think people are running away from live service turn like the term live service because they don't fully understand what live service means. I mean it seems the developers of the live service games don't seem to know what live service means, but I, I mean, these are both true. I mean, like a live service game just means a game that has continuous content. Right. That's it. Right. Now, what happens is, at least in terms of the AAA games, like the last handful of ones uh, of failures, is that they say they're going to give you content. But they forget that you need to actually front load that. You need to have a lot of content to introduce the audience and then drip feed the rest of the content over time. And Right, which to... is if they were actually paying attention to MMOs, they would know that. Well, like uh, this was hap- this was actually an issue with Anthem, with the creation of Anthem. So one team that was working on Anthem also had been working on 
um the Star Wars at the Star Wars MMO. So like there's stuff that they're like we know from experience from this MMO that we created. This is the things that you need to do. And people like within the company, like a whole like their other location on their department who was also working on Anthem was just like, no, y'all don't even know what you're talking about. And we're just straight up ignoring them. And then it came back later. Yeah. It shows. So, right. Good shit. <laughs> it so it's like, it's like they're really trying to run away from something when they need to actually embrace it. And in embracing it would actually help solve some of these communication problems. Me. All right. So, okay. Now this is something that just came to mind. I might send you off on a wild tangent. I don't know. I might unleash you. I mean, it, might, it might be accidental. What are the fundamentals of an MMO? Because we're seeing games miss the mark. Anthem missed the mark. Avengers had no idea there was a mark and still doesn't uh, know the mark to this day. So. so Avengers, I'm pretty sure, was just made to be a cash cow. Yes. Like, no, I, I mean, I... I think that was the entire intention from the beginning and it just flopped because they didn't actually put content in it they're like we're gonna do they basically said here are the things that make money in a game in a live service game and in mmos and we're gonna implement all of these except for the content part so that's what i mean so what is a content fundamental like you do content content is narrative it's um engaging missions it content makes you want to keep playing the game so then is there so what is too little content or too much because this is an interesting that's a good question like so first off the number one rule is you will never have enough content right however what it is a good thing to do and what i've seen is successful is drip feeding content right so what you do is you have a large content drop the large content drop being the game um big dlc one of the issues is, is they'll drop dlc that people pay for and there's really not anything in it if you're dropping D like like it should be more than just like two hours like you need to drop more and what i've also seen that'll happen that helps is like events like in-game events and like mini content drops in between the large content drops so those mini content drops will keep people coming back from playing. So like what will happen is people will be like, I finished everything. I'm not going to do anything for two weeks. And then an event happens and they're like, oh, I'm going to come back for this event. And then you do the event and then you're just like, okay, the event's over. I'm going to leave again. And then you come back like, oh, there's like a, a small, like half an hour story, story mission or story mode with additional loot that I can get. That's associated with this story mission. Right. So like having like free events and mini content while that in between large content drops. And again, large content drops are paid. So you need to make sure that that large content drop is worth them time and money. So what is too little content? Because I hear that complaint come out often. Whenever they bring out a game that's supposed to have, whether it be an MMO or a multiplayer game or a live service game or a looter shooter, there's always someone who says, there's not enough here. There will always be people who say there's not enough content. Always. You can't get around it. What you can do is be like, I have aimed to create X many number hours of content. 
and then drop that. But again, you need to have stuff that is in between the large content drops to keep people engaged. If that's what you want to do for, um, if you want to keep people continuously playing your game, you have to give them something to do. Even if it's like something grindy or it's special achievements, you have to give players something to do. Now there will, the reason why I say that there will, there's never enough content is because there are people who specifically speed run content and that's all they do. They just burn through content straight. They don't stop to do other things. They just do the content and then they're like, well, I have nothing to do now. Well, you also burned through like 80 hours of content in like two and a half weeks. So I don't, or like in two weeks, I don't know what to tell you. That was 80 hours of content. Slow down. Okay. So then, so there will never be enough content. There will never be enough content, which is something that, again, developers need to understand. But you need to have something there, again, to keep people, like, not the content junkies. <laughs> you need to make sure that there's something to do. And that's the part that seems to be missing and seems to be ignored from MMORPGs. Because MMORPGs have figured this out because, like, this has been, this is, this is like a three decades issue. Right. Like a two to three decades issue, the, there's not enough content. Like, there are people who still say with Final Fantasy XIV, there is not enough content. I don't know what to tell you. There is literally four expansions worth of content. You've just done it. Hmm. the content's not the issue it's you ran out of things to do which is different huh i say that because like my playtime is like over 100 it's like what the last i checked it was like 170 days right of playtime and, and i still don't have content completed i still don't have content that i want to do completed Huh. Okay. But there's still people who say there's not enough content. And again, there's also the phrase of there's not enough content you want to do as well. So like if there's a particular type of content that players don't find engaging, well, you have to be like, why don't the players find it engaging? Why aren't they utilizing it? Is there a really small but really extremely strong niche group of people who are super into that content? Because that happens sometimes too. And then you can just keep the content going, but also find something else for these other players who are like, I really don't like this. Hmm. Okay. Um. Hmm. And to that point, I I wanted to ask if like wanted to talk about different almost like different types of loot per game because what happens is I find people are not understanding what they're looking for because I think like say the Destiny audience is generally very fussy while playing the game forever they're very spoiled children but like the Warframe audience loves their fucking game. They love Warframe. They really love Warframe. They love Warframe. Also, also an MMO RPG. Battle right. yes. arena. Right. I think that one's a battle arena. Um what's the definition of a battle arena MMO again? 
I have to look at battle arena. I, I get battle arena. I get battle royale and arena. Oh no no no! I would say time. it's ba- oh okay okay. Compared to one to the other, it is a battle arena. I am wrong. There we go. Battle arena. Two teams fighting in an in an arena. It's just um, Warframe is extremely finicky, and it's almost like there are portions of the Destiny audience that want more finick, and they don't get it. And they're just kind of, kind of like barking up the wrong tree. And aside from the genre of game that you're looking for, you have to think about the type of loot experience you want. And I think because we we run them all together that we now think, you know, if you're looking at a game, you think MMOs are kind of all the same. You got to pick one. It's not I just true. realized Warframe has both Battle Arena and. Really? Royale mode. It has Battle Royale mode? Apparently. Fuck me, Warframe's insane. Um, I've I haven't played Warframe enough to like. Warframe Warframe scared me off. I've watched a lot of Warframe. I played enough Warframe, and then I was like, "This hill is straight up," and it's good. It's also, it's also considered an action role playing game, and third person shooter, and right. an MMO, and a single player game. Look how one look how one game is all of these things. Yes. This, that's the that's the I guess that's the central point is please because what we have is we now have people who hang around a genre, who hang around a game they shouldn't be playing like Destiny folk. And then you have people who are having the time of their life playing something that there's just there's no runoff like Warframe. People play Warframe, they all like it. And it just seems as on that and I've had discussions with people who prefer like the division, for example. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know about mobile MMOs or the long history of MMOs next to each other. When they might have Eric on talk about MMOs again. And there's like a whole rich history of MMOs, but how do you pick them is it requires more it requires i guess an artist's eye you got to pick you got it's like getting fruit you kind of have to pick it up and look at it squeeze it because we're kind of as what i'm hearing is people are playing the wrong game and they are absolutely melting down over it and you need to kind of you know kind of give it some give it some thought yeah it just came to mind because um uh, Outriders is super popular. Uh, the demo is super popular. People are very excited about the game. The game is going to be on Game Pass Day One because Game Pass again. Um, my favorite was the article, and the headline is immediately Xbox pe- people, please cancel cancel, cancel your, your pre order. Do it now quickly because they're about to take they they take your money ten days before, so it's like really important. <laughs> that you do not forget because you will be charged for the game right before the game comes out. It's will a, be charged for the game right before the game comes out. And do uh, not do not. Also, the favorite part is like we've been railing against doing pre-orders for years, which listen, unless it's by a specific trusted company and the pre-order goodies are actually worth it. Do not drop money on a pre-order. There is literally no reason to drop money on a pre-order. Plus, almost all of the pre-order goodies that are digital 
you can access after the fact and usually the price will go down. So you don't need those right out expansion. Or you don't, I'm, as you can tell, I'm super used to right. saying expansion. But uh, like with Final Fantasy, um, like with Final Fantasy 14, you can upgrade your collection to a collector's edition at any time. I did not know that. Yes. So when they ran a sale on the A Realm Reborn Collector's Edition and made it nine bucks, I definitely copped that and got all of the Collector's Edition goodies. Um, I will say that some people will pay a premium to be first, so I can't speak to those people. Right. Um, I will only do it for specific games. Like I did do the Nino Kuni Collector's Edition pre-order. Do not regret it. I've got, it was the cutest pre-order collection bundle I have seen. So, like, again, make sure that, like, make sure you really want that art book or that statue or whatever comes with it. My favorite. So make sure it's something you want. Uh, my favorite thing is on the Xbox dashboard is now there are pre-order goodies with um, Outriders. And it's like, get some cosmetic skins and those um, cosmetic skins will all be available later and not only that we're all just like this sir i mean this game you this game is this game is finna be on game pass do the thing that we're not we're not we're not we're not paying for any more any of your goodies if you wanted us to do that then you should have kept it off game pass all pre-orders are canceled we're not doing this see you guys on the first right but um it also big, really doesn't look like a game that's worth sixty dollars buying line. No. But I was that it's kind of the point is it seems to be loot the game. And it's the the fun part about the game is using your powers and getting loot. The narrative is really bad, the voice acting is really bad, the environmental design is terrible. It's a lot of um 2013 era kind of gears of war world building. It's not good. None of the context is uh, good. The selection of black, the black representation is um, not good. Just awful. But it threatens to pour loot all over, all over you. Or just like it's a loot waterfall um, without any, without any um, frills. There's no live service. There's no cosmetics. There's nothing conceivably you could even apparently just be on be by yourself and just get loot forever and there's so many people that are excited for it despite all the ways it fails as a game as a narrative in terms of context in terms of game design that it does that's why it, it kind of brought the question is like what do people want and if you just only want loot is that fair to ask for and should you make sure that you know to ask for it? Because one of the things, I, like I'm playing Destiny with people, and there's always the odd person who's like, I would do this, but I'm lazy. Or I would do this, but I'm lazy. But Destiny is generally a bunch of experiences with item drops at the end. Um, some um, some games do, some, do it differently. Um, but Outrider seems to be a lot of loot for your trouble but a lot a lot of loot without you having to um waste your time with a checklist or ritual activities or anything and people really like it and i just wanted to make sure that like we took this moment 
as people are excited about Outriders. If you should be, if you want loot, because that is loot the game. It is loot the game. Volume one, Annihilation. Fine. But just make sure that we are all seeing it. That we are all seeing the fact that sometimes we just want loot. We don't want to do all these activities. We don't want to learn mechanics. We don't want to be in a multiplayer environment. We don't want live service. We don't want drip-fed content. Just give us loot forever and leave us be. Um, Borderlands stumbled upon this, but Borderlands even tries to tell a story and seems as though um, Outriders, Outriders is even doing away with, like, like Borderlands has an overarching narrative that's rather interesting. Right, um, but Borderlands also has Randy Pitchford. Oh, yeah. Nonetheless, um, yeah. Right, but Borderlands was basically loot the game, but Borderlands also had a lot of character with it. Right. So, like, it was cel-shaded, it was character. Right. Like, the characters were characters. Right, and it seemed <laughs> like... Though, but it seemed as though Outriders has nothing like, happening. Like, I have been dubbed forever Tiny Tina. I mean... I mean... Right. No comment. Right. But... Um. Yeah, Outriders does away with all of that. It does away with all of the con- all of the pretext pretense of a game that wants you to involve itself with its narrative and, and context before you get loot. Right. There are people who just just want, want loot. Pick, just want to pick up the game, get loot, and go. And I want to make sure that we know because those people will just want loot. Never say it. Hate on everything else they play. I would not be able to play that game. I will be bored to tears. I am already bored to tears. All I do is make fun of it. I don't like it. But I like context. I, I, I like, I need, I need context. Like I can't play a game that just puts the same reason why I don't like playing um PVP well, for no reason. Like now nah, I can't right, play. You, that's because you really like lore and soundtracks. Right. I like, I like the, I like to be, I like games to be allowed, if I'm going to be playing a game consistently, then it should be, I should be creating an organic story of my own in place of an existing story while also creating smaller stories. There should be what? constant narrative development in me playing the game. Um, and if there isn't, then I don't really, you know, I lose interest quickly. What I think um more games need to do and i don't know how many others do this to be honest i know final fantasy does and i love final fantasy also the tales games do this in some way shape or form um uh well not with old not with old outfits but like in tales of in the tales games there's always like outfits you can unlock and find so you can always make the characters wear different outfits that are super adorable but like in final fantasy 14 um, there's a good reason to consistently farm old gear for glamour so you can like make your outer gear look exactly like another gear piece without affecting your stats and that's something that like but what that means is I am still farming level 70 content because I'm trying to get two more body pieces that I need because they look great well so but but again like you know destiny could like use something like this because there's so much loot but some of that stuff looks really cool but it gets outdated really fast so either a a way to like 
Oh, they're putting that in next season. And there you go. Yeah. So then all the all the armor that you get because they're uh, like you said, Destiny has a lot of junk armor. Armor in particular, where you're just like, oh, this has no value. And but yes, it looks pretty. Yes. <laughs> you gotta have the latest fashion. Yes, they're they're to pull. They're employing a transmog system, I believe, next season, where you can just make any armor look like any armor you've ever required in the game. So yes, so armor will have relevance, even visually, if you can finally just kind of make that happen. So yes, you're absolutely right. Right, but that's a way to like again expand the loot pool you're artificially expanding the loot pool but now everything is viable again right or you could just pour it on the player's head or you can just pour it on the player's head like candy i listen i'm excited for outriders because what i'm I not want- gonna lie that is what made me laugh really hard about borderlands is like all of the can like all of loot explodes like candy everything explodes like a pinata yes and it's just like, and it's all bright colors. So it really like, no, somebody was just like this. I, I basically want to make everything look like a loot pinata. Listen, the, the, uh, the, the chemical response, they knew what they were doing and it works like a charm. Give me shiny things, bright, shiny things. Um, but I need context for the bright, shiny things. I can't. Right. But this is, I will, a- I will just fall asleep doing it. I hope Outriders is super successful because I want this to be the advent. I want there to be language. I want there to be a place and a time where the people who want loot but no content could gather around and just hammer away at villains. Like I hope that the game just pours all the loot on so that those people can leave the rest of us alone. They have their own city being built majestic golden city full of loot and not a lot of content and i hope that they just get overloaded with it i hope it's endless i hope the story remains stupid i hope that nothing changes i'm fine with all the things that it's not because it's so much loot and those people who don't care about representation context narrative any of that can have their game Live in peace and leave the rest of us the fuck alone. It's almost here, Bacon. It might be, if it is what I think, if it is what they hope, it might be my game of the year. It might be the most important game of 2021. Because it'll get people off your back. It will get people (laughs) out of the comment sections, off the discords. It will get them off of twitter it will get them off the threads they will go into that wasteland they will they will be blood there will be skeletons there will be sci-fi sci-fi movie-tastic dialogue there will be powers everyone will explode into bloody chunks your cooldowns will be short the loot pool will be large get to be great phenomenal stuff we are on the precipice of a great change an era of peace and now that those people have their game they can always ask for it by name so that they can stop asking destiny to have more stuff and less stuff or the division to have less numbers less stuff less content i I guess it's behind this mission or it's behind this raid or it's in pvp or it's out of pvp you don't have to worry about that 
Just go to the wasteland and just blow guys up. That's it. It's going to be great, baby. I'm very excited for this one. I have some really unfortunate news for you. What happened? That's not going to happen. But I... It might happen. It might happen. People are ready. Listen, it's the same reason. No, no, no. There are people who are ready. And there will some who will find their perfect game. There are some who will go out and learn that there is a whole nother world for just them out there. For all of their needs. And then there are others who live their existence in the darkness fueled by hatred. And they will continue on all of these discords and all of these blogs and all of these YouTube channels because that is what gives them meaning in life is to rail against everything that is good in this world. I've been playing a lot of Bravely Default. <laughs> That's fair. That's Actually, fair. But, but I am serious. Like, I mean, the hate, haters are going to hate. They're just like, like it is. It is a brand to hate on things. I like it. Um, the way I see it is that certain things, the more needs that are met, the more we can find. Because what happens is, you find someone who goes on a thread or whatever, and they go, "Destiny Two sucks," and you go, "You silly son of a bitch," and you backhand slap them verbally, and then they go, "It's like I just want to play a game with Luke," and you're like. Oh, I see. You actually didn't have any true malice. You just wanted more loot with less effort. I see. You just don't know where to take that angst and frustration. So Right. And are, I, what I'm saying is, is that there will be those people right. and they will find their true home. Right. And what I'm saying is those people might the the more options we get, the more thin like the people who like the people who are like complaining about comic book movies. 15 years ago a lot of those people shut up the people who are complaining about comic book movies right 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 do you know what they're saying right now they're saying there's too many comic book movies right but those are the true haters so you know what you can do you can hit them with a chair without asking anything and that's (laughs) the best part the context now the combat terms are different it's not like someone is like because you know someone is like i want to be represented i want my unique story represented in a superhero movie when they're really saying they don't like su- they're saying they don't like superhero movies but they really want themselves to be represented in a superhero movie and we're getting things like that we're getting all these unique stories we're getting all these interesting stories so now the people who complain now are assholes and can be treated accordingly you don't have to address them to discover more about them because we have so many options that's great we're almost there with like looter shooters MMOs, it's almost there. The final group of people who just want to play and get shit for nothing <laughs> might, it's it, it, that large group of people are about to have their needs met directly and loudly. You mean, you mean the people who get mad playing Apex when it's literally just the game? Like, it's not like, it's not lag. Yes. It's not anything. It's like, Somebody came up from behind you and hit you, inspect you over the head, and now you're dead. I don't know what to tell you. That's just the game. People play people play Apex. They're like, man, I'm so tired of getting shot without a gun. Well, let me tell you. I don't know of, what to- I don't know what to tell you in this game where you spawn in from orbit without a gun. That yes, exactly. I the think people that is the game. Right. 
so we need if we can serve if we can separate the people who will just hate on everything from the people who didn't know what they wanted until they got it then we can get to the point where when someone says something silly we can just tell them to shut the fuck up without wasting our energy the only thing that really bought the big thing that actually bothers me about this is because like so i'm a big proponent of casual games and casual gameplay mostly because like i don't believe in gaming gatekeeping i believe if you play games it doesn't matter if you're just playing like that one game on your cell phone like that is still gaming um for me what makes a casual gamer versus like a hardcore gamer is like really just the amount of time uh, and right. dedication you put into it right because that i mean just like just like with any hobby it's just like it, it goes from this is just you know something i do to i'm a full hobbyist like there's <laughs> the same goes in gaming um so like the thing that bothers me is that some of these people will rail on people who play like games that are considered casual games even if they're not played casually because let me tell you first off Cell phone games are specifically designed to like trigger all the addictive stuff in your head and make you spend money and like, like, and also just like try and get you to continuously play the game. So if you're playing like a free to play game and you're succeeding and you've been playing it for a year, guess what? You're not a casual gamer. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, which is fine. There's nothing, there's absolutely no, nothing wrong with that. Like if, you know, you're doling out thousands of dollars that you don't really have, you might want to see a therapist about it, but outside of that, it's fine. This is all perfectly normal gameplay. Um, so, uh, the thing is like, you know, these people will rail against like these people. And I'm like, you are literally doing the exact same thing though. Like you, you want to play, what is actually like a low effort game for maximum reward but yet you're railing on all these other people for also doing the same thing because they just want to have a they just want to play fun they just want to have do something to have fun like on the train or whatever right like that's like there's some massive parallels here and i know we usually use call of duty as like the example but like you know even people who just play Call of Duty but play it religiously and do like tournaments and stuff, that's also not a casual gamer. Like there's there's a lot of different games. There's a lot of different like stuff that, you know, people like put a bunch of time into, et cetera. So again, like before you open your mouth, be like, what kind of game and gameplay do I want? And how much time do I want to put at? And make sure you're not mocking people who do the exact same thing. Actually, you shouldn't just be you should be mocking people for playing games, period. That's also true. Let people have their serotonin. You need yours too. Give me my rewards. Whatever like makes your brain pop off in happy sparks. Have have your happy sparks. Don't rely on other people for the happy sparks. Now, if your happy sparks is calling folks the N-word through the chat, well, I hope those happy sparks are actually a punch to the face. Literally. And that's why you're seeing sparks. <laughs> I agree with this. <laughs> but if you're not harming anybody and not being harmful, don't be harmful to other people. They're not doing anything. You're not doing everything. We're all just trying to get our happy brain sparks. That's the title of the episode. 
I already knew it. I knew it as soon as like I was even thinking it. I'm like, Aaron's gonna name the episode Happy Brain Sparks. I already know it. A fucking professional. The dog agrees. Thank you, dog. I think that was uh that was my pen clicking. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, for people, um, I fixed my Ethernet issues and I'm back on streaming. Um, hopefully I'll be able to keep it past the current manic episode I'm in. <laughs> Let's go blackout shopping sprees. But I mean, uh, blackout shopping sprees are literally basically when you like buy stuff and then you literally don't remember it. And then the package drives and you're like, well, that happened. So, uh, Let's hope it goes on past this. Um, if you want to see some Bravely Default gameplay, I streamed like three hours of it yesterday in Final Fantasy XIV. There's also um, a, a currency event called Moogle Tombstones, and it's going to be a lot of... P it, it, there's um, You can get them by doing PvP religiously, so if you see me playing or streaming, it's either Bravely Default or it's either me cracking, and, cracking up and cackling in PvP. I think... That is our program. Well, it's great because I need to finish reading for this next podcast. And uh, remember, think about the game you want to play. Play what you want to play. And if you like Outriders, please have all the fun in the world. It's for you. Also, please don't be a jerk to other people. Listen, that's, that's Outriders is there. It's a, it's a it's like a water. It's like advanced water filtration. <laughs> what we will have after Outriders for a year are some real are the real assholes who don't really want to do anything but harass other people. And we the, will deal the next, with the, the next Brita filter limited edition is gonna be Outriders limited edition. Yes. And then we will know how to deal with the assholes accordingly. But until then, everyone have fun and a pleasant day. Happy brain sparks. Go ahead, stand your, stand your, stand your.